This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at nine ninety nine each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash uberone for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Hello and welcome back everybody, how the devil are we? This is Leicester Till I Die TV and we've got a special tonight for you. Yes, a one-off special. Welcome along to Lumberjacking for Beginners. How to chop down trees in four easy parts. And we're starting today with part one. Good evening, it is Leicester Till I Die TV. It's time! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts.
Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. Right, Chris. Oh, I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. Sorry, I won't put you through that. And now you know why I hate karaoke. But wasn't it nice chopping down trees? Yeah, my God, I've just realised this shirt, a classic Leicester City shirt. When when I say classic, it's Alliance and Leicester. Um, (laughs) A tad bright. Wow, I didn't remember it being this bright. Um, so, uh, hey, wasn't it good though? Wasn't it go to good to go jumbalacking, lumberjacking, even? You know, give me a drink of gin. Good evening, Jesus. You see, sloppy seconds again. I'm a once a night man, me. I really am. This is Lester Till I Die TV podcasts, social media, radio stations. We're everywhere. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Broadcasting live worldwide. We are, we are everywhere. So let's say hello to a few people. Um, Gray is in. Uh, Evening again, Chris. Welcome back, Gray. Uh, Thanks for, as always, for coming along. Um... See, Johnny Evans has come out and said they are backing Brendan. That was what was I haven't I still haven't seen that yet, but apparently that was what was going to be happening um on Tuesday night when I was after I spoke to uh, Rob Tanner from the Athletic. He said that I haven't seen it yet. I'm a bit surprised that he needed to come out and do a separate announcement, but he's captain and it maybe he felt that that's what he wanted to do. Um, come on, you. Now, surely that can't be Spurs. Maybe it's come on you shits. That would be Spurs. Yep. Um, Facebook user, good evening. Um, Come on, lads, we can do it when you're smiling. Uh, Yes, yes, um, we can. Uh, Determination and hard work, Foxes forever. Indeed. Uh, That's going back a bit, that's sure. It is. And this isn't the oldest one. Let me put it this way. It's the oldest one. That fits me. Shall we just say that I do go back a bit? The problem is going since then. I have come out a bit as well. So yes, um, sloppy seconds. We never had sloppy seconds. Sports cat. Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, yep, it is the match following the match before. Obviously, we did it against Forest. They were all full of themselves. How wonderful they were. Um, you know, they beat us in one game in the FA Cup and they thought they were the God's gift. Um, yeah. How long did that last for? 20 odd minutes? Um, arguing amongst yourselves. I mean, we didn't. We were. That was the performance. And as you know, I do write uh, for the BBC. And so if you've got nothing to do, get onto the BBC website, go to the Leicester City football page. Um and look for the Tuesday talking point, because that's what I write for the BBC. And I said that was the performance we had been waiting all season for. You know, it was, uh, I mean, okay, it was only Forest. And when I'm saying only Forest, I'm not having a dig at Forest, because they could look at it and go, it was only Leicester. So, but we made them look as bad as they were. We didn't let them play. We didn't let them settle. We were first to every second ball. 
Uh, we kept a clean sheet. All right. I don't think they could have scored in the proverbial, but it was the performance we needed. You know, it was four goals. We played well. We commanded the pitch. Uh, we kept a clean sheet, and it was against the rivals. And can I just say to Forrest, right, you make this big thing about we're not your rivals and it's really Derby. Well, why why was Mello on Mr. Dawes channel the other night so um personal about Leicester, shall we say? I think I think it is. Now for me, I'm gonna be honest with you, you don't have you, you can have more than one rival. Um for me it's Coventry. Uh, for other people, depending where you are in the counter, it's Derby, some it's Nottingham, etc., etc. But for me, it was always Coventry growing up. But we haven't played Coventry in a lot of years. So the fact that Forrest are here, that's why you're our rivals, because you've, you're here. If you weren't here and Coventry were, Coventry would be our rival. So pull your neck in, pull your neck in. Um, do you know what? You're there. It, before you, it was Villa. And they're not really sort of local rivals, but they were the nearest thing we had. Before that, we had to go back as far as wide as Wolves. You know, I mean, if we go even further back, probably probably Southampton. You know what I mean. Uh, but Gray says we can win on Saturday as long as we give everything. I hope so. If they do what they did and not just prove it was a one-off, because uh, that's, as I say, if we don't get anything from Saturday, then... Monday night would count will count for nothing. So uh, we have got to go and, and, and do that. Do it all again. Uh, Sports Cat, just read your piece on BBC. Very good. Thank you very much, Sports Cat. That means an awful lot um, on that. Uh, I'm sending you to Coventry Grey. How's your wife? How's <laughs> she doing? <laughs> Talking to you yet? Um, the one thing I'm still not convinced of, Forrest gave us uh, acres of space. No, it's one game, and I'm not suddenly going to be Brendan is this and Brendan is that, but let's enjoy the moment. You know, last season I said, for me, I was giving a Brendan Brendan chance because, you know, we finished eighth, we got to the semi-final of a European competition only to be knocked out by Jose Mourinho, who's been, been there around the block a few times, knew what he was doing, and we had a hell of a lot of injuries, as we know. So I was giving him the time we started off so badly and it wasn't just the fact that we you could be lost to you know we played for the so-called big six in the first seven games so it was the way we played it was the way we lost that's why i wanted him gone now this is the start i wanted somebody in for these next um five games which were well four now that were winnable and no disrespect to the teams we're playing, because they would look at us and go, well, yeah, it's Leicester, they're winnable. You know, we had Forest, we've got Palace, we've got Leeds, we've got Wolves. They are all winnable. Then we've got Man City, you know, let's 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 just hide behind the sofa. Um, and I wanted a manager in that could maybe give us that bounce for those matches, because if we don't get anything from the rest of these matches, the gap is just going to get wider and wider and eventually we won't be able to, to, to catch it up. Um, however, if Brendan does that, great. All I want is a successful Leicester team. If Brendan is managing that, I will be more than happy. If we go back to a team that we've been that we've seen so far this season, 
I won't be happy. Um, absolutely says great. Let's enjoy the moment. Uh, sports guy, as I said on Monday, it's important you guys build on that win. Uh, we have well, this is it exactly. Sports cat 110%. Uh, we have got these fixtures coming up. So, as bad as the last eight were, then these five, four fixtures are coming together well. They are winnable on paper, and let's not forget that it's all about on paper. But let us go through some facts and figures for the game. Uh, it is uh, Chris's pre match stats. Uh, you love or hate stats. I, I, I like stats, but obviously, you know, you can make stats, the same stats, say two different things, depending which side of the fence you're on. Uh, but I do go through this. We're then going to be joined by Craig. A little bit different, the show tonight. We're going to be joined by Craig for sort of half an hour. He will then stay as long as he can. We are having Bournemouth fan coming in, but he can't come in until 10 o'clock. So we're doing it, as I say, it's a little bit different, but uh, we will we will see how we get on uh, as we go through. So this we haven't got the best of records against Bournemouth. Um, we have played them 10 times in the Premier League. Uh, they've won three. We've won two. Uh, and we haven't won any at their place. Um, we've drawn five, um, and their three wins have all come at the Vitality Stadium, as it now is. So that is a little bit worrying, I'm not going to lie. Um, and I, yes, I know they've been beaten 9-0, but since then they got rid of Parker, which, let's be honest with you, was probably the best thing they could have done. That was why I had them in the relegation zone, be only because of Scott Parker. Um the new guys, well, temporarily has come in. Uh, I think he was assistant before. I'm not sure. But he, anyway, he, he's now doing a good job, doing a very good job with them. They haven't lost since then. And I'll tell you what, the, it was probably the best nil-nil there has ever been for a team. Because having got stuff 9-0 from Liverpool, you know one loss leads on to another loss leads on to another loss. But do you know what? He got, I think it was against Wolves they played next, and they got a nil-nil. <laughs> that didn't matter the fact that they didn't get three points. Uh, Gary O'Neill, indeed, Gray, thank you, that was the gentleman's name. Um, the fact that it was a nil-nil, um, that would have meant, you know, so much. And, yeah, OK, it was only Liverpool, but it's all about perception. Um Terry says, Chris, good evening, Terry. How the devil are you? One thing for sure, the defence and what good look at the results. Yes, exactly, exactly. But then it's also, not only is it post-Liverpool, it's post-Scott Parker. And, yeah, and, you know, it, it wasn't that one result. I live down here, as you know, uh, just outside Bournemouth, and there was a lot going on behind the scenes, I um, my friends tell me. So I know the shocking thing about that is I've got friends. Um so that's our record against them. Yet to get a win at the Vitality. Is this weekend going to be it? Uh, last time we were here in the Premier League, uh, the season that they went down, uh, it was a 3-1 win at the King Power. And then the return game towards the end of the season, they beat us 4-1. And I think that was the season when everything started was going wrong for us at the end of the season. And who can remember that game? I think we, I think we were four down at half time, something like that. Uh, I think Soyuncu got sent off. I'm not sure if it was all the same game. It's just blurred into one. And we came back. I think it was 4-3 in the end. And had we played another half an hour, we'd have probably got a draw. But by God, yes, I was glad when that, that was over. And how much better is this looking? 
No, not a lot. I'll grant you not a lot, but it is all about perception. And I look at that and go, we only if results go the right way for us this weekend, we're out the bottom three. And that is oh, we were one nil up, Gray. Sorry. Like I say, it 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 blurred. It blurred. I'm trying to I'm trying to wipe it from my memory, but thank you. Um yeah, if we if the results go our way. We are out the bottom three. And then you've got to look at the momentum that that is going to give us, right? Because we've looked at the last eight games and it's been Brentford. We should have won it. We didn't. Oh, God, that's us down. Arsenal gave us a gave us a footballing lesson. You know, Southampton, we should have won it. But we, we couldn't. Talk. Then uh, then Tottenham and Chelsea, we couldn't. Be, it was all, you know. Now, let's look at the positives. Yes, we like I said, 4-0 against the trees. We were lumberjacking all night there. Um, local rivals meant a lot. The players wanted it, and that was the thing. And we played like we know we could play. Yeah, okay, we're not going to get that when we play um, Manchester City. We know we're not. But we don't play Manchester City every week. And it's these teams at the bottom that we have got to be beating. Crystal Palace we're playing in a few weeks. Wolves we're playing in a few weeks. Both of them above us. Leeds, okay, they've had a, a, a better start there in the top half. But, you know, we are playing, if we can take three points off Wolves, if we can take three points off Palace, that is going to make such a difference. And you know what? That's what Brentford did last season. I like Brentford. You know I like Brentford. And when they had the good start, I thought, oh, well, you know, th th this could be good. They then kind of fell away a little bit. But the difference was... They started to beat the teams that were around them. They dropped into like from sort of ninth or something like that to about 16th, 15th, 16th. But they then started to beat teams that were around them. And that makes the difference. Because you're not always going to, as much as, you know, we're not, and we've got to accept this, we're Leicester. So we're not going to go out and we're not going to turn over Arsenal, Tottenham, Man City, Liverpool. We're going to, yes, occasionally we're going to get a good win. And obviously when we have won the Premier League, it will wait in our favour, blah, blah, blah. But generally speaking, we're not going to. It's the other teams that we have got to beat. And it's those around us. Palace and Wolves, probably more important than Leeds. Um, and, uh, and, and who knows where we could be in a few weeks. Take that 9-0 off Bournemouth goal difference and there's not much between us. Well, you'll see that with the yeah, with the stats coming up soon, Terry. Um, in fact, if you have a look, Bournemouth are on minus 13, Nottingham Forest are on minus 16, and Bournemouth let nine goals in in one game. Oh dear, Nottingham Forest. It gets it looks even worse. We've got the true red in. <laughs> Where is he? Come on in. Um Big Forest fan. Right, let's have a look then. What do we do? This is the form going into the game. Uh, yes. Like we say, you know, if we look at Bournemouth, 9-0 Liverpool. But since then, 0-0 Wolves. That was the answer. Gary O'Neill got that result that he wanted. The 0-0 was probably the best. Yes, all right, 1-0, 2-0 win would have been good. But the fact that they didn't concede any, that was the big plus for them. Uh, they then, of course, came back and beat Nottingham Forest. <laughs> well done, Bournemouth. We love you. Uh, being 2-0 down, they came back and beat them 3-2. And at Newcastle, they were away to Newcastle. So to go to Newcastle as a promoted team and get a point there, 
have to be honest with you, credit to them. There won't be many teams that do that. And then, of course, they got the draw with um, with, with Brentford there. Now, yeah, should we have a look at our side? But we beat Nottingham Forest. We beat Nottingham Forest 4-0 in the last game. And it's only the last game that matters, isn't it? Do you know what I mean about you can make figures <laughs> go either way for you? Oh, dear. Um, he isn't sports cat, no. And and to be honest with you, uh, he is being spoken about um, in terms of Middlesbrough, in terms uh, I don't know, no, Watford's fit for fall, isn't it? West Brom has even come up now. So I know, I think it was Middlesbrough and Hull possibly that were being linked with him. So... Um, I don't know what he'll decide. Obviously, if he's offered the Bournemouth job, he's going to take the Bournemouth job, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him. But uh, no, and it's no surprise Steve Bruce has gone there. Uh, oh, please, Forrest, you take. If you don't take Benitez, I'll forgive you, but please take Bruce. Oh, can you imagine him being linked with our club? Oh my God, Top wouldn't do that to us. Top loves us too much. Um, well, the fact that Bournemouth came back from 2-0 down, we can't score two and think we have won, that's been our big mistake. Yep, it probably was. It probably was up until the last game. And as Gray says here, you are only as good as your last game, 100%. And you can only play who is out there. And it happened to be Forrest. Um, they've got a big one against Villa this coming Monday. So that could be that could be interesting. I did think about doing a watch along for that, but I've got a couple of games coming up, so I don't know. A couple of shows coming up on Monday, uh, review shows, so I don't know whether to do that or not. Um, let me know whether you'd want to we, we be bothered for a Forest Villa watch along. Uh, no, not Bruce. <laughs> indeed, indeed, not Bruce. Uh, so that's the uh, that's the stats there for Bournemouth. I won't read through them. You can see them. I've left them up on screen. And those are exactly the same ones for Leicester's. Um, the matches we've won and the goals we've scored and a bit of information there. Uh, indeed, Sportscat, I agree with you 100%. Uh, Danny Ward must feel a lot better now. He did. And again, he, you know, there was that one where he, he was in two minds. Does he come out? Doesn't he come out? He came out in the end and got to it. But, yeah, the fact that it's a clean sheet would have made so much difference to him. Craig is in, and I'm going to be bringing Craig in in a minute. Um, uh, there we go. Those are the um, match details. These are the goal distributions. You can see where Bournemouth score their goals, and you can see where Leicester score theirs. Uh, Bournemouth seem to be getting a quite a bit at the end, so let's hope that we are able to hold on. Um, James is in. James Swain, good evening, sir. A Forest fan. Uh, credit to you, Monday night, winning 4-0. We gave that to you on a plate. Uh, I'll agree we wasn't there. Yeah, I agree. You you, you didn't perform. Uh, but then again, maybe we didn't let you perform. I think there's a, a, a bit of both, if I'm honest with you. Um, here's another one just for you to compare uh, the stats. That um, Let me just have a look because my eyes aren't what they used to be. Um, isn't there a song, Doctor My Eyes? I'm sure. Um, so ball possession. Um, we've had we've had 20% more than they have. We've had 677 attacks to their 500. Uh shots on target, they've only had eight uh 16, is that 18? Uh we've had 35. So 
that, that that's the main stats to take from those, I think. Um, and then uh, we are looking at the score predictions, which we will come to later in the game. Rico's in. Good evening. How the devil are you, sir? Chris is in. Atmosphere was wild on Monday. Uh, easily one of the best games I've been to, atmosphere-wise. If we go into all games like that, we will win the Prem. But again, was it because it was Forest? And I, I know we say we're saying that from the fans' point of view, uh, from the players' point of view. Are we saying that as from the fans' point of view? Well. Let's find out from a gentleman who was there in person. I'm just making, letting him have a few minutes just to make himself beautiful. Oh, no, we'll be waiting all night. Craig, good evening. How are you, sir? I'm good, thanks, Chris. How are you? Not so Hi, bad. everyone. Thank you very much. Uh, you were there. Good atmosphere. Yeah, it was. It was um, It was really good, to be honest. It was... Uh, I, th- I was saying this to a few people. I think it was... It was the it was the opposition that we probably needed, you know. Yes. Uh, the fact that it was Forest, everything was coming to a head on this game. It looked like this was going to be the game that um, was going to make or break uh, Brendan. If it had been Everton or Palace or whatever, would it have been the same atmosphere? Would it have been a little bit more hostile towards Brendan? Probably so. The fact yes. is, we had the pantomime villains in the corner of Notts Forest, which meant all the ire was uh um was um was 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 towards forest uh, yes. and and everybody sort of bought into the fact that they needed to get behind the team so i think the fact that it was forest helped uh and you know we rode a look a little bit but we we held on you know we, we did we and you know we, yeah, it, it was it was probably like you said the perfect game for us really and Yes, we rode our luck. I mean, there was the time when, the, I forget who it was, went round uh, fast and um, mm. hit the post. Yeah, But we needed that luck. We haven't had that luck all season. Exactly. I mean, you could say we've had some pretty bad luck, to be honest. You know, any any mistake we were, we were making, we seemed to be being punished for it, particularly at Spurs. You know, we played very well for, a, for an hour or so away at Spurs. Mm. Um uh, a bit, but got punished for giving the ball away a couple of times, and you know, before we know it, the ball was hitting the top corner. You know, another day they ping off the bar or they go wide or scuffed or whatever. Mm. But we we weren't getting the rub of the green. We were getting uh, punished, as I say. You know, and sometimes when you're getting a bit of luck, you've got to make the most of it. And we we did. I think once we got that first goal, I think there was only ever going to be one winner. Yeah, you've done decent, says Sport Cat in attack. Uh, yeah, that's probably a good point. You have the joint sixth best attack in the league. Oh, I didn't realize that. It's just the mm. defense, definitely. But we've got the new set piece guy in, so you know, it's only been a few weeks, but fingers crossed, it's looking good. And yet, look, I want to ask you this, Craig. And I, I James, James is a Forest fan, and I, I get where you are coming from. Um, and look, I don't think Forest will go down. I truly hope Forrest don't sack Steve Cooper. I think that would be. I think if you do, you could go down. Yes, you've made a lot of signings, but yes, you had to make a lot of signings, and we know that they are going to take time to gel. And I think when we say that you know a manager doesn't know his best eleven, it's never been more true than for Steve mm. Cooper because he doesn't know all his players yet. Um, but I think as as bad as you were. Craig, do you not think a, a fair bit of it was down to us? We were first to every ball. We were first to every second ball. We did to Forest 
what mm. Forrest did to us in the FA Cup. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I take James' point and, he, and he's quite right. You know, I, you say that um, Cooper doesn't know his, his best 11. I'm not sure he knows his best 16 or 17 at the moment. Mm. Um, and that that's, you know, from an outsider looking at Forrest, to me, he needs to decide on on his starting 11 and stick with it, you know, because you can't keep chopping and changing. Players have to have to build relationships up with each other. But no, I think we, um, it, you know, there's a big thing, isn't there? Particularly when you're playing against a big team, um, this usually happens. It's all about, you know, they didn't turn up rather than Leicester playing one. And I think this is a bit uh, the same. Yeah, Forrest didn't look great, to be honest, but you still have to beat them. You still have to put them to the sword. And I think um, we were definitely up for that game. You know, people put in probably some of their better performances of the the season. Dewsbury Hall was more like his old self. But then I expected that because he's a Leicester lad. He knows what this yeah. game means. Uh, you know, Apparently, the, he showed a the video of the cup defeat to the players just before they went Yeah, down. I did hear that. I did hear that. And um, it's interesting. And, and I said this after the Spurs game. Uh, for whatever's been going on, it didn't look like a team that wasn't playing for Brendan. Yeah. And everybody has come out and made a comment. And I know people will say, well, yeah, they've got to say that. But the fact is they don't need to say that. They don't need to say anything. Uh, no. They don't need to come out and make comments. They can deflect. They can do whatever they want. But they are all saying that they are, they're behind the manager. They, they want to play for the manager and they enjoy playing for the manager. I think we've just had that real shock of a couple of bad defeats early on or points thrown away and then that that snowball effect of uh, of loss of confidence you know and and we've lost big um mm. you know Schmeichel was a massive massive influence and you know I think that has a knock on effect to the to the to the players not just when he's on the pitch but all around the club week day in day out at the club you've lost that big voice that big character mm. and then you lose arguably one of your better players right before the season starts in uh, or, or right you know during the start of the season with uh, Fafana going yeah um so i think they've had a lot of upheaval i just hope that they can back that result up because in isolation if that's a one off result it doesn't really count for anything it doesn't does it no no we've got a especially with the games we've got that are coming up we've got palace as i say we've got leeds first we've got mm -hmm. palace and wolves who are down there with us mm -hmm. so you know beating those games winning in those games is important yeah. Are you surprised? I've, I've yet to see it. But I did say on Tuesday, Rob Tanner told me that Johnny Evans was going to be coming out and saying something. Uh, we didn't know what it was. You thought, I think it was possibly uh, mm. about um, a Northern Ireland career. I still haven't seen it, but somebody said he did actually come out back in back in Brendan. That's what I saw. I, uh, I popped into Sainsbury's on the way home and uh, I did see the back page of the Merker and it did seem that it was just Johnny Evans talking about how much the players were behind um, behind uh, Brendan, what he's trying to do, the way he likes to play football, that all the players are really still in with him. He hasn't lost the dressing room at all. Um, it was just um, backing up what had gone on in the last few days, which seemed a strange thing to do, but I guess yeah. he's captain now. So, well, you that's know, the thing, yeah. I, know, I have to say, it just isn't now. on Leicestershire Live at the moment. So I can't. Is it not? Uh, no, yeah. no. Maybe, they, uh, maybe they've not managed to find their sort of 
clickbait headline writer yet to to draw possibly people in with that it. Could, that could possibly be it. But mm. do you not think, though, it's a little... I mean, they come out after the match and say that. Mm. To me, it it looks a bit staged. It does look a little bit staged. I don't know who's preempted that, whether... You know, whether a member of the press has decided that they want um, to have that conversation with, with Johnny, they want to speak to him at a certain time and get a story, I don't know. Uh, it seems strange that the club would do that um, at that time of night. You know, yes. that all seems a little bit bizarre to me. But you, you're right, it does seem a little bit staged. Yeah. Um, LCFC says, um, this seems we shut down the one near the fountain. I, I all I'll say is we're paying you too much because I shop at Audi. <laughs> <laughs> Look, before we well, we're going to talk about the game. Um, I know your sort of time is tight for you uh, tonight, but uh, hopefully we can have a bit of a lap yeah, yeah. over between yourself and the Bournemouth fan when he comes on. But yep. because of that, he's coming on later. We're going to start with this this week, mm. and um we're gonna we're gonna pick your team or you're gonna pick your team not we you are gonna pick your team uh, yeah. of that you would go for um i think it's gonna be a hell of a lot easier for you this week than it perhaps has been in previous weeks yeah and uh, to be honest i i, I think you, you know I, i've got a preferred way of setting a team up it it's not the same as brendan's but i think you also have to react to the way that the team played and the performances of certain players. So um, where I would normally go for the diamond, I think, I think it's, it's, it's silly putting on a team that you can, you know, is going to be nowhere near yes. uh, the one that's put out. So, um, so I'll, I'll, I'll stick for this particular game uh, on the four, three, three that Brendan seems to uh, prefer. Okay. So you're happy with that four, yep. three, three is it's there. Okay, well, that's going to be quite interesting because we'll see if your 3-3 three, three mm. is the same as Brendan's 4-3-3. Three, three. Um, yeah. We know... Have you seen the press conference from earlier? No, I've not, no. Uh, did he so uh, Did he give much away? Well, no, no. Um, we're looking at injuries to um, Indeedy and Mendy. Yeah, I did see that, yeah. Yeah, so I don't necessarily think that, that they'll be picked for the team. And, of course, I mean... Poor old Wesley Fafana. I know. What you know? Who would have thought? And 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 I'm I, I can't take any credit for this. That I, that I did wish that he would break his leg when he left us. But you know. <laughs> you're a cruel. Man. You're a cruel man, Chris. Do you know? Well, you know, everybody been saying. A lot of people. Because obviously I'm not the only one that's sort of been thinking this, but I did post it and people were saying like, we're adults, there's nothing to do with, nothing to do with Leicester now. You'd only do that if you left you know, in your <laughs> job and all this. I don't care if it's karma. <laughs> it's just extremely funny. Has, uh, have, have they come out and said what the injury is yet? No, no, they haven't, no. I mean, I don't want it to be career-ending or anything like that. No. Don't be silly. I, I'm, not, I'm not that. But, yeah, no. the fact that that has happened, it couldn't have happened to a nicer player. Mm. Mm. Yes. And don't forget, Ed, just to remind everybody, I did mention this earlier, that um, at the end of the show, we are going to have our special uh, show, uh, Lumberjacking for Beginners, uh, How to Chop Down Trees in Four Easy Parts. So we'll be doing that at the end of the show. It'll be part one. Ah, oh, God. It... Enjoy that. 
<laughs> one game, one game, and we hey, uh, it, yeah, takes it could all go it. horribly wrong against Bournemouth. So, so, so get every, ring every last little bit of joy out of it. <laughs> exactly, you can. exactly. Uh, I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. right? <laughs> um, <laughs> just to say, I actually, do you know Michael Palin? Well, you don't know him personally, but you know of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did a he demoned a one man show in well all around the country, but he came to Bournemouth. And I love Monty Python. Yeah. And I went to see him. And the first in fir- the first half of the show was his um he he'd written a book. Mm-hmm. Uh and even it was about sort of somebody that had disappeared back in the Victorian days on a ship and the ship had never been found. Mm-hmm. But he made it interesting because I think he could make watching yeah. Nottingham Forest look interesting. Um, but then the second half, he went on to his TV career mm-hmm. and he ended up, when he came on to do his audition, to do the Lumberjack song. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, the whole crowd was singing along with him and he even did a verse in German because it is very popular in Germany, apparently. Yeah. So, sorry, I just had to I just had to share that with you. No, I do. I, I went to see, um, going back a few years now, isn't it, when they did... Uh... A series of dates the monty python team did a series of Ooh. dates at the o2 in london and i, I did yes. i did go along to uh to see that oh well mate that is uh that would have been that would have been good yeah they did like a reunion did they sold yeah, they out did, yeah. massively quickly like you know yeah. pop stars would have loved to have done that I know, I know. yeah but not many of them less now so rest in peace those that are no longer no longer with us and, and one of them one of them was a was a lester boy himself um, is that Graham Chapman? Graham Chapman, yeah, he was yes. uh, he was not not yes. far away from from where I am. Um, right, well, you see, yeah. we we can we can we can claim anything, can't we? <laughs> we can. Yeah, right. Let's just catch up because while we've been gabbling away, we've had people commenting, um, and let's just see what they've been saying. Um, James, just going to put it out there. Thank you for not drilling into me for the last game. <laughs> Enjoy your next game. And you as well. Look, mate, we have banter. We do have banter. But like we said, neither of us were in the position to crow too much, really. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, you enjoyed it in January. We enjoyed it now. Um, Terry, uh, we didn't know. There we go in here. Gray put Samari in. Uh Fully respect James. Yeah, we were doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I slept all night and I work all day. Indeed, indeed. And now for something completely different. Yep. Um, Bet Grave grabbed a ticket for Kate Bush. I did. I did. did I did see Kate Bush. Yeah. <sighs> was she good? Oh, it was, was amazing. This, was, yeah. was this on the, again on a on a latest tour? Yeah, it was the one where she did a, a run of nights at the um, at the old Hammersmith Odeon, the uh, right. event in Apollo, as I think it is now. She did uh, a couple of weeks there, and uh, yeah, it was very theatrical. But yeah, I did manage to to grab a ticket for that. Ah, right. Um, I was going to think did that. No, I was thinking I'd gone to see Kate Bush, but I hadn't. I, I'd gone to see Elkie Brooks. <laughs> very similar. Very similar. <laughs> well, to be totally honest with you. <laughs> It was the worst concert I've ever been to. Was it? <laughs> yes. It's only the fact that I was having a dirty weekend with the wife before we got married. <laughs> they made it a good weekend because the show was pretty awful. Oh, I was in London. Uh, anyway, that's another story for another day. <laughs> Moving quickly on. Um, hello, Cat's dad. Right. Are we going in goal? Or are we going for Mr. Ward again? This is probably the trickiest one for me. Um 
Oh, I I I, I still wasn't uh, overly impressed with Ward to be honest. Um, I still think he looks nervous. His decision making is poor. Um, no, there was an incident in the first half with Castagna who was was looking for Ward to come out. Now, I, th- I think potentially Castagna could have dealt with that better than he did. He, he was expecting Ward. It sounded like there wasn't in, enough communication there. And yeah. then in the second half, when the ball was sort of turned over and uh, and they went through, again, he was caught in two minds. Luckily, he he, he changed his mind at, at just at the right time, managed to stay in his box and pull off a save. A better striker would have finished that one. Um, so I think... Uh, I, I don't think... Yeah, I, I agree. I agree exactly. I think he will stick with Ward. I'm probably just going to give him the benefit of the doubt on this one just because um, just because uh, he got a clean sheet. It'd be harsh to drop him on the back of a clean sheet, but yes, I'm still not convinced. No, no, I, I know what you're saying, but, you know, it is all about a confidence thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just cut how we go, Danny Ward. Um, it is all about confidence, mm-hmm. and hopefully that will give him some confidence. And yes, you know, if it, if that was Man City, mm-hmm. most of you know Forest efforts would have probably gone in. But you know, let let's hope this builds his confidence up a yep. little bit. He needed it. He needed it. So mm-hmm. the back four yep. on the left. I well, I know I'm not presuming, yep. but I have a feeling it might be James. Uh, yeah, JJ. I thought he was one of our better performers. You know, I thought the whole team played well, but I thought JJ particularly looked like getting back to his old self. What I liked about his performance was that he was very aggressive and on the front foot. And uh, it looked like they'd been told to go out and press. You know, there was a lot more pressing in this game. So as as poor as um, as poor as Forest were, I think a lot of that was because that we seemed to get back to a high pressing game. Uh, yeah. And they were working in pairs, particularly out wide, uh, to close down. And JJ was very aggressive in his closing down and and turned over. So uh, I thought he had a really, really solid game, JJ. He did. And I think, well, I'm going to be honest with you, let's face it, everybody had a solid game. But mm. I just think that it was um, the great game for everybody because it gave, not just we're talking about war, but it gave every player confidence. Yeah. You know, they've all walked off there. And because it was Nottingham Forest, that mm-hmm. would have bumped it up as well. But yes, yeah. I, uh, I I I agree. He, he played well. As well, Castagna, are you going to put him in? Yeah, yeah. There's no, uh, you know, when you look around and um, there's not a lot of options at the moment. Oh, but even if even if there were, I think based on the on the last performance, you know, they deserve to keep their places for this. <laughs> and Marty. Hey, I'm not going to knock Amati. Amati's always been there, and he's he always he he's always you been know, solid. You know, he has. He has. I think you um, can't. I, 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 it's like people, you know, can uh, can criticise players, but you can't criticise players if they're giving everything and playing to the best of their ability. And we know that Amati yeah. is limited, and and he's not the guy that you want if you want to play out from the back. Um, but he's but always he, been there. He was there for us last season, wasn't he? Exactly, exactly. You know, he was. When, but um, and, and it's not his fault that he was being played out of position again. No, he's, he's never he's never going to be first choice. But you do need players like that. 
to be available in the squad. So yeah, because yeah. he can fill in midfield at a push. Yeah. He can go right back at a push, yeah. centre uh, yeah. if he's on the right. But yeah, so yeah, no, I agree with you. I, yeah. I was just, I was, I, I was were. just playing silly. You know? <laughs> right. So um, any any also also on the left centre back role, are we are we looking at a possible return for Vestergaard? Um, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> is nor nor Soyuncu, sadly. Um, no. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine a, a centre back pairing of Soyuncu and and Farce? You know, talk about aggressive. Um, yes, yeah, you, couldn't like, tell, you couldn't tell them apart, could no, you? Let's I'd like I'd like to see that pairing at some point. You know, uh, maybe we yes. could. Maybe we should play them against Man City and just get them to rough up uh, Haaland. Um, now, the, the, there is that, but do you not think that Evans isn't going to be around forever mm. and a day? Um, we do know that if Evans gets an in, I mean, this is it if Evans gets injured, and we mm. do know he is prone to get an injury, mm. uh, uh, he's a bit like Jamie Vardy, he's not going to be back in a week, 10 days, he's going to be back in three weeks, possibly four. Yeah, who. Okay, now I'm going to put Evans in there for you, obviously. Yeah. But who would you put then in that position if if Evans is is injured? I, I would put Soyan Chu, and I I would mm. hope that he would rise to the occasion with the additional responsibility that's uh, that's put on him. Mm. Um, I'm not sure that Brendan would though. No, I mean, and that is my point that I'm, yeah. I'm getting at. You know, we are talking about him leaving. Mm. Um, and it's ridiculous that he cannot get into our team, and yet he could be playing Champions League football with Inter Milan <laughs> if, if rumours yeah. are to be held. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I would love to see. I would love to see um, Cags and Face together. Yeah, because I mean, it's interesting. I, I've noticed. Sorry, Chris. I, I've noticed at least twice in the home game so far that towards the end of games, Evans has been. Um, looking like he's carrying something towards the end of a game. Mm. He, he did it again, and I don't know if you noticed or the cameras weren't on him at the time. Towards the end of the game, uh, with at least 10, 15 minutes to go, I, I, I said to Scott, Johnny's struggling here. Uh, mm. And he was holding his um, holding his, his leg, his right leg again. Now, it didn't look like it was his heel, which was the problem he had before, but he was definitely um, holding his hamstring or whatever. So, whether he's just managing himself through games at the moment, I'm not sure, but I've noticed it at least twice when I've been at games um, that he looks like he's feeling something towards the end of games. I mean, if he had come off, we'd have had to have looked at Amarty or Thomas. Yeah, because I guess the others weren't on the bench, were they? No, well, all no. bright, and if it, you know, but only, yeah. you know, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Amati or Thomas are the only. Yeah, yeah, the others weren't there. Yeah, I'd and think was, I'd, 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 I'd have thought he'd probably, you know, he'd have probably gone with Amati, but he could have easily just moved JJ or, or Castagna inside as well and, and put one of the fullbacks on. What I'm thinking though is like I would have, you know, Soyuncu would have been the obvious one. Now we don't know Brendan, um, mm -hmm. and I know it's easy, I, you know, and as much as I wanted him gone during the start of the season. Last season, I wanted to give him the chance. This season, um, you know, if he can turn it round, 
brilliant, then you know, yeah. let him stay. You know, I just want a manager that that's getting us winning. Terry's going. Thanks for popping in, Terry. All the best, mate. Take care. Um, and I just maybe he is playing mind games, and maybe he will bring because obviously he was in the trip for uh, Stockport. Mm. Oh, our friend's back again, the old sex bot. It wouldn't be a show without the sex bot coming in. I don't know how you can block these so many times and they keep coming back. I think but... I think when you're not doing live shows, Chris, if you stop going on them. <laughs> well, I think it was a dodgy that dodgy link you sent me, to be honest yeah. with you. I've never had any problem with my porn. It was just mm. your porn <laughs> that you sent me. Um, but no, and maybe he is playing a very good game with Soyum Chu and he'll bring him back and he will be, but I would like to see Soyuncu there. That would be my most confidence mm. filler. If yeah, I mean it's going to be it's it's going to be interesting to um, to see what team he puts out for the the Newport um, game. Yes. To be honest, because I think you know those fringe players are going to get a, a run out there, and it's up to them to put in a decent performance. Yeah. And by all accounts, they didn't sort of push for the shirt when they were against Stockport. You know, and, and and if you want to play, then you've got to take your opportunities. But then as a defensive partnership for that game, we had Vestergaard and Soyuncu. Yeah. And, you know, everybody was calling for Everson to be picked after that. But yeah. Everson only had four shots yeah. to, to, to save. Now, OK, you could say he was a stop port, blah, blah, blah. But the other option is that the defence did the job. Yeah, you know, but, you know, we've... We... So we've had we've had um, our sort of reserve team and our first team come come up against teams of a very similar standard in Stockport and Forest, and the mm. results were very very different. You know, so yeah, um, yeah. We will see. We will yeah. see. And of course, you're going for face um, next to. Uh, I am indeed, yeah, yeah. I mean, not only was he was he aggressive and solid. I think he put a, a, a strong challenge in right from the kickoff, um, yes, down in the far corner. Um, but also, he didn't. He reminded me very much of when Soyuncu came into uh, the team uh, when he mm. when he first joined us, and going back a little bit further, Harry Maguire as well when. When the opportunity arose to step forward with the ball into this into the gap, he was quite happy to do it and he would run and take us up the pitch 20, 30, 40 yards, which mm. Johnny Evans wouldn't do. Johnny yeah. Evans would he wouldn't be confident enough to carry it, so he would look and wait for a pass. And by that time, everybody's back in position. But when Fast was getting the ball and there was a gap in front of him, he was quite happy to carry it. He's going to get caught out one or two times, but yes. it was more encouraging. Because you're moving the ball forward quicker through the uh, through the the, the the sections of the yeah. pitch, and I suppose Johnny Evans might think, well, if I lose it, I might be too knackered to bring it well, yeah. to get back. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, we, yeah, he, he is grey, uh, David Louise's brother, and I just I want to say, we'd, like you just said then about you'd like to see Soyuncu and and, and Faze maybe get mm. given a chance together. Could they be the new? Morgan and Hoos. Um, potentially, I mean, we, we want, we want I that think... bike in the team, don't we? You know. We do. I think. Uh, I think with Morgan and Hoos, and and it, isn't it great to see Hoos back at the football club? 
it um, is. It is. You I know, think you know. that's that's really good. Amen. I'd like to see him uh, probably working with the uh, with the set piece coach as well. Um, yeah, I'm sure he'd sort out I'm the sure defensive. I'm sure he will be involved. You're not going to have him around the um, the uh, the ground. You know, not make the most of him. But yeah. Apparently, when he was flying back in through passport control, they stopped mm-hmm. him and they looked at his passport and they went name, and he said Hooth. Said occupation. He went, no, just a holiday. You've gone early with the with the bad joke. You usually wait till towards the end, Chris, so you don't lose viewers. <laughs> well, oh no! Oh no! Sorry, I can't even claim that one. Uh, yes. I blame Charlotte for that. She told that one in one of the <laughs> watch-alongs. I loved it. You can't beat it. an old Nazi joke, can you? You can't, can you? <laughs> when all else fails, bring the Nazi jokes out. Um, uh, but just, going back just to that. Uh, everybody up for Stan Boardman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm not... I think Hooth and Morgan were more um, disciplined uh, and probably... Um, you could bank on them to be holding position a little bit more. You could see Soyuncu and Fass uh, potentially getting um, getting embroiled in the game a little bit more than Morgan and Hoothwood, shall we yes. say. Um, so as a pairing, it could be very exciting. It could also be bloody dangerous. It can be. It can be. But, you know, we got away with a lot, shall I just say, in our Premier League mm-hmm. winning season. And uh, we did. It, sometimes, sometimes at a corner, it was more like... Uh, Strictly come dancing than defending yeah, with a football match. We're holding on to each other. But as 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 Larry says, there. Good evening, Larry. Welcome along. Uh, if you're new, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, get onto YouTube, give us a subscribe. It is it would be appreciated. But as he says, face reads a game a darn sight better than Fafana did. I I think that's a little harsh, Larry, and and maybe a little early to tell. We've seen fast in two games. Um, I thought he read the game very well uh, against Forest. So, you know, you may be right in the long term. But I, I think, again, we can't forget, you know, there's always a little bit, you know, you look back at players who have left you under um, not the best of circumstances and you, you mm-hmm. sort of rewrite it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I think most people would think that, that Fafana read the game very well for uh, for someone of his, uh, for his age. Yeah. Um I don't know whether this is a euphemism for anything, but Gray says here, ask Craig, was he running up that hill seeing Kate Bush? No, it's not a euphemism. He's just dipping into the bank. Uh, oh, the, I know. Yeah, into, yeah, the back, yeah. <laughs> into the back catalogue a little bit. But uh, <laughs> he, could, he, could, he could well be using it as a, well, he, she, I don't know who it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's a he. Um, oh, right, but, okay. uh, he, has, he has a forest wife, mate, so he's got a lot to put up with. Ah, okay. <laughs> but all I'll say to that, Gray, is just, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've certainly oh, yeah. hit the heights, though. <laughs> all right, let's, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> Quickly. Uh, TM's in. Good evening, TM. How are you? Face did get... Nearly caught out for obviously the goal, the shot that hit the post. But uh, everybody that you know, will allow will allow in that. He, he does look like he has a line heart, though. He does. So. He does indeed. Right. So there's no indeed. Yes, he is injured. I forget who was asking. He is. He is yep. unfortunately injured. Same with Mendy. Uh, and I know when we were picking the team for Forest, and, and I don't think I'm not sure if it was Forest. We 
I draw, I said no to Indeedy because I think he's out of form. Yeah. I'm worried with both him and Ricardo whether we're going to have a couple of sick notes on our hands. But I have forgotten Samari. Now, mm-hmm. there's no Mendy either. Is it it's a nailed on spot for Samari, isn't it? I think it is. I think he, he played very well when he came on. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, it's one of those of, of someone taking his opportunity. I still don't think he's as mobile, but he did seem to show a little bit more determination to do the the not so uh, glamorous parts of it. There was one where he chased back uh, quite a long way and managed to get a tackle in and, and lent on someone. I think he enjoys the physical side of the game as well. Um, yes. But he does use the ball better. Even little, there's little, you know, three or four yard passes in between players um, that he looked for. There was a, there was one in particular that I noticed that he did. It looked like he was facing backwards towards his own goal with two Forest players coming towards him. But he, he played a little reverse pass between them into into the feet of Tielemans, who then started a, an attack. So, um, so I think he's much better at using the ball. So. Yeah, I, th- I think he's done enough to earn himself that spot and, and give himself a chance of nailing it down. Right. Again, he's. I'm struggling to find him. And yes, I am spelling it right because I've got the team sheet up on my other computer. Um, let me see uh, if I put the Bubaku B O U B B O U B A K A R Y. We found him before, haven't we? Yeah, we have, yeah. Uh, let me take the Sumari out. Take away the letter you first thought of. Exactly. No, mm. so it's not coming up under that. Right, let's try it again. So it's S-O-U-M-A-R-E. Uh, not him, not him. There's a few Samaris there. Mm-hmm. Now, I think we might have struggled before. I think we've actually ended up putting somebody else with the same name in. So, what I'm going to put, say uh, is... Quasi Quarteng. Put a picture of him in. I think that's okay. <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. Um, I'm going to... Yeah, so if anybody says, yes, I know that isn't our Sumare, but it says Sumare, and it's either that or putting a picture of me and Craig in there. So, but I, um, yeah, as, as Grace said, he trapped back as well. Mm. Uh, Sumare has been class recently, uh, easily gets in my opinion. Sumare can do a job, um, and yet, yeah, unlike indeed, he is progressive with the ball. I think you always just get, well, we, we know what indeed he can do and bring to a game. Mm. Uh, and Sumari, we saw in the press conference earlier. Brendan's starting to appreciate what he can do, and he is mm. starting to appreciate what he can do as well, literally. Yeah, I mean, let, um, let's not forget, you know, he was very well regarded um, after his season in France where he won the league with Lille, I think. Uh, you know, we weren't the only club after him, so he's clearly got something about him. Some players need time to adapt to the pace of the game, the physicality of the game. Uh, and it's not till the second season that you, you see them thrive. So um, let's hope oh, it's the, the case with Samari. 
I was listening to a podcast, I think, earlier, or certainly it was a uh, a, a YouTube video, and they were saying, uh, and I was, I tell you what, it was actually, funnily enough, it was Brendan's press conference mm-hmm. because he probably mentioned Liverpool more times than he mentioned Leicester. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was saying the point that I've made a few times, which was years ago, a, a player would be signed and you wouldn't see them for 12 months. True, yeah. You know, I can remember, you know, Keegan taking almost that, I think, to, to come when he came from Stockport to Liverpool. And then mm. when he came on, they burst onto the scene. Would Soyuncu have been the player that we did have for a few years had mm. he not um, had that 12 months to settle in? Potentially you know? not. I mean, you, you can look at two of the, the best strikers that have been in the Premier League, Thierry Henry and Dennis Bergkamp, who mm. really struggled at, at the start of their Arsenal careers. I think Burkham went a dozen games or so without a goal, and then now he's highly regarded as one of the best strikers um, in the Premier League. Same with Henri, who struggled as well. Yeah. So it can take time. Um, yeah. But as I say, he's now got an opportunity. He's probably got a run of games with uh, Ndidi being injured. Let's see if he can grab the shirt. Yeah, Matt has popped in from um, the uh, Bournemouth fan tonight. Matt, just but let me finish this because I'm sure you're not going to want to sort of sit there and have a listen to us uh, mm. talking about <laughs> the Leicester team. If you want to go off and get yourself a drink and come back, feel free. Uh, but we'll quickly run through this, yep. mate, and then we'll uh, we'll come in and we'll 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 have a talk about. Uh, about Bournemouth as well. So, yep, let's run through these a little bit quicker yep. now then. So, to the left of Sumari. Um, yeah, uh, Dewsbury Hall. Yeah. Yeah, that was easier to find. Yeah. Um, and to the right... I, I'm going to go Tielemans. I, I, you know, I think we all like Pratt and we'd probably like to see Pratt have, uh, have a run. But... You know, Tielemans is here. He's here until at least uh, the January January window. Mm. The more these players play together, the more they'll understand each other's games and you start to get um, relationships building. If Tielemans uh, is on really form, important. if Tielemans is on form, I don't have a problem with Yeah, playing. exactly. And, and, and I don't think, yeah, I don't think he's, I don't think he's shown that he doesn't want to play. You know, no, when he pulls no. the shirt on, he, you know, he, he puts it all in there. And I think regardless of him moving on, and I think he only wants to move on to progress his career, and you can't blame anyone for that. I don't no. think it's that he's unhappy at Leicester. And and you get the feeling that he's quite happy to put it all in when he pulls on the Leicester shirt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, exactly. Because, it, you know, he had plenty of opportunity to move on if he'd wanted to, yeah. but... You know, like you say, he's waiting for the right project. Um, left wing has Barnes done enough in there for you to, to pick him again? He has, he, he has. It's sort of you know, almost reluctant. Uh, I, you know, you could see in the Forest game again, it is different. You know, I'm, I'm there, I'm seeing stuff that may be not being seen on, uh, on the cameras. Um, he did a little bit more tracking back, but it was interesting that as soon as a uh, a decent, experienced fullback came on in Aurier. He got very little change out of him. Mm. Um, he did well against Nico Williams. Nico Williams picked up a booking fairly early that helped. Um, but Barnes was bright. He was lively, particularly in that first half. Again, though, he just showed his limitations a little bit in that second half when Aurier came on. Yeah. 
I'm not even going to ask you who goes on the other side. I've put him in already. Uh, we, yeah, me we and can Gareth's talk favorite. the next hour about him. We know it's yeah. a given. Madison's in there. Yeah. Um, the question is, who do you start? Do you start with Vardy on and take him off after 60? Do you start with Dakar on, take him off and bring on Vardy? I get, you know, Brendan said mm. in his press conference, Vardy had to start against Tottenham. It was a, it was against Tottenham. Sorry, against Nottingham Forest. It was, um, you know, the the local derby. It was at home. Mm. It, you know, it, that lifted the crowd. Do you keep him in, or do you, as I say, swap it around the other way? Because we know this is going to be the change. Yeah. What would you do, Chris? Before I tell you what I would do, I I would start Dakar. Yeah. For me. <laughs> In this particular game, if he's going in this formation with a one up front uh, and two supporting, Vardy would be my third choice. Um, I would even put uh, Kelechi in ahead of Vardy. Um, I I know Vardy got an assist and um, I can't remember who it was. um, Someone said how well he he played. but I, um, it was Steve Linex. Steve Linex said it, didn't he, the other night mm-hmm. when he was on. Steve Linex said uh, that Vardy was looking back to his old self, and I disagreed uh, with him. You know, dare that I disagree with a with an ex pro. But yes, um, yes, for me, he still isn't offering enough of a, for a lone striker. You can't make no. three no. or four runs in ninety minutes, and, and but he, or, or he, even like an hour. I say, on another night, he might have got two or three. But he might have done. Go. He yeah. might have done. But yeah, so yeah, Daka for me as well. Yeah, Gray. Um, yeah, the sex bot was back, and I didn't realize it was your Mrs. Gray. Thank <laughs> you for warning me. Okay, um, we. That's the team, and I think it's a good team you've got there. Um, I've, I think for once that won't be far away from the starting eleven. Possibly, I think I do think Vardy will start, but mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Right, we've got Matt who's going to be joining us, and he will be talking. Uh, uh, asking, well, he'll be telling us how many that Bournemouth are going to let in against Leicester in a few minutes, and we'll do that straight. Oh, I'm heading for a fall. I know I'm heading for a fall, and we'll be doing that straight after. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Indeed. Good evening, Matt. How the devil are you? Yeah, hello. Not too bad, thank you. Hope you're well. Yeah, I'm right, very well. Hello. And I know, I know, I know Craig as well. Let me just get rid of that. That's what I meant to do. There we go. Um, thanks for. I know you've been playing football tonight. <laughs> Trying to. <laughs> <laughs> a Bournemouth injury problems that bad are they at the moment? <laughs> Luckily, they're not. No. <laughs> Talk about you. Are obviously a Bournemouth fan. Um, I know you're standing in for Craig. Part of his setup there. Tell people. Tell tell us all where they can find uh, find yourself. Uh, yeah, they can find us on, um, well, the channel's called um, Up the Cherries in all departments. Um, and uh, you can find us on, obviously, YouTube and we're on all the other platforms as well, like um, Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, TikTok, uh, yeah. you name it. I think we're on it. So, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, that, that's something for the youngsters, Craig, I believe, TikTok. <laughs> yeah, it's not um, something I get involved in, TikTok. Yeah. I, I let Craig deal with all that. <laughs> I set it up. I think I've put about two videos on that. And that's been it. <laughs> Everybody keeps insisting on following me rather than the channel one, but there we go. Uh, like the authorities. <laughs> yeah, he's on the tax man. So you're not far wrong. You're not far wrong. Um, what a season, uh, Craig. You come, uh, Craig. Sorry, mate, uh, Matt. You've come back, uh, but come back up. I had you down as going straight back down again, but that was mainly because of a certain Scott Parker. Um, he went obviously after the the game against Liverpool, but it wasn't. We, everybody knows it wasn't just that game that that got him the sack. Are you more confident now he's gone? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, fair play to Scott Parker. He he came in and he did the job that he was um, presented to do. Um, but he he was someone that I personally never really warmed to, um, mm. and I didn't think he was the man um, to keep us up. Obviously, while he was in charge, you know, I I, I backed him, um, but I I. Much happier that uh, he's gone. You, you can't criticise your players publicly like he did. Um, mm. You know whether whether you know the club's willing to dive into the uh, transfer market or not. You know you, you've got to keep the morale of the squad up. And just his press conferences weren't. You know, in, in, I wouldn't want to have been a player in the squad. Let's mm. put it that way. So um, he went and rightly so. And, and fair play to um, uh. Gary O'Neill, who's, who's, who stepped up and um, so far, Touchwood um, is undefeated. It is. Um, and, and well done to him. I mean, I said earlier that nil nil against Wolves in the game that followed the Liverpool game, that was so important. And the fact that it was a clean sheet more yeah. than anything. Yeah, a win would have been nice. But the fact that uh, it was a clean sheet. That that must have given the squad and and the fans such a boost. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, myself and Craig, we went up to Liverpool, <laughs> and uh, yeah, oh, after lovely watching, weekend you had, I'm sure. Yeah, it was, it was wonderful. <laughs> um, but um, after um, obviously watching that, which was it was schoolboys against men. I mean, we can't lie. I mm. mean, the, the the performance was absolutely awful. But um, you know, O'Neill had him literally probably for one. One, one and a half training sessions before the Wolves game and um, managed to spark a bit of life into them and, and breathe some confidence into them. Um, and, and we got a good point that day. I'll ask you this first, uh, Craig, and then I'll ask you, Matt. But Craig, first of all, if you were uh, the owner of Bournemouth, and we're, again, we're going to come on to that uh, mm-hmm. in a bit, if you were the owner of Bournemouth at the moment, knowing that allegedly other clubs are sniffing around Gary O'Neill, would you offer him the manager's job or is it too soon to, to say that he can do it? Well, um, I mean, first up, just a quick word on, on Parker. Um, it, it was a shame, really, in many ways, because we'd only just got a, you know a manager of that ilk back into the Premier League as he's gone, and there really aren't enough cardigans in football. Um, so that's that's disappointing. Um, disappointing Ouch. to lose him from that. But no, uh, seriously, I think I think if Bournemouth want Gary O'Neill, and they really should be at a point where they're making a decision, then they should be tying him down now. I'm not sure 
who else would come in and work with the players that you got? He knows the players. It's you know, if they bring in someone else, it's going to be a difficult ask, I think. So I think they should be tying him down now because you know, as the, as the season goes on, particularly as you get closer to the World Cup, when there are going to be managers under pressure, and not in just this, you know, if, if he gets an offer of a like West Brom, you know, something like that, you, you could see Bruce getting the bullet at West Brom. A, a club that's of a decent stature is going to come in for him. Then, you know, why wouldn't you? And Middlesbrough obviously have already been linked with him as well. So, I think Bournemouth are at a point where they need to make a decision. They either go with him or they don't. Matt, I mean, we, we, we've seen, to my mind, I mean, different circumstances, but Ollie was given the job while he was still, you know, on his, his trial. If you, he was signed, I was a temporary, and, and he was given the job before then, and it all went wrong. We had Craig Shakespeare, where we, we started, started off very well, um, then didn't, didn't end up so well. What, what are yourselves and Bournemouth fans thinking about, about Gary O'Neill? Um, I mean, from... You know, talking on like behalf of all the fans, I would say you know we're we're very happy with with the job he's done. Um, uh, I I like Gary O'Neill. I think there's a potential of a very very good manager in, in Gary O'Neill. The only problem at the moment um, is obviously with this new uh, potential takeover, mm-hmm. as it's still being called. Um, Will they want to bring in their own man? Um, you know, it's, I mean, what me and Craig have heard is that once the takeover is completed, they will evaluate the whole club from top to bottom. Mm. So as far as the managerial positions are concerned, Gary O'Neill will be in the post until they make a decision on it. Um, but or, again, or he does, Matt. Or, or he, he does. does. That's like I was yeah. just about to touch on. Um, yeah. You know, he used to play for Middlesbrough. Mm. Um, big club, lot of potential there. Um, would he see a drop down to the championship as a negative thing for his managerial career? I'd say no, it's probably the best thing for it. Um, but I'd like to see him stay at Bournemouth personally. Mm. Uh, I'd like to see him uh, get the job because, you know, I know we've been heavily linked with Chris Wilder, um, who I wouldn't want at all. Um, and same with Sean Dyche. Um, I don't really like the style of football they play. Whereas, Gary's been with the squad for, you know, a couple of years now, knows the players and knows how we like to play. So, um, but that's going to be down to the big wigs when uh, the takeover's all sorted. Of course. I mean, usually, sorry, Chris, I mean, he he must have something about him and he he must be well respected within the circles because usually when a manager goes, his backroom staff is going with him. Mm. And the fact that it was only, it was only Parker. um, I'm not sure if his assistant went as well, but, um, but, But uh, the fact that O'Neill's there and and they've seen him as a potential manager and, and from the outside it looks like he's done a very good job to me. Yeah, yeah, he he has, he has, and uh, yeah, I just I just hope we can keep hold of him. But mm. um, you know, mm. the the chance of a full time job and a full time position, you know, might be enough to. Uh, lure him away, but well, yeah. if he if he goes, I mean, Steve Bruce is available now. No, nah, you're right. <laughs> I thought you might say that. No, no, that's right. I mean, I, you, you mentioned a couple of names there. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I, I'm surprised you didn't. Well, you know why you don't want Chris Wilder. I thought he did okay at Sheffield United. 
he's not done as well at, at Middlesbrough. And Sean Dyche, we were heavily linked with him when uh, uh, Brendan was, was under pressure. Uh, we might still be, who knows? Um, but it just makes sense. Even if yeah, the new owners may come in and want their own man in, want the big name. I mean, the guy's coming from Vegas, so let's be honest, he's probably not going to be the shy retiring type, is he? So he may want the, he may want the big name to come in. But like when we got Ranieri, we we still had Craig Shakespeare, didn't we, Craig, from the mm. uh, Pearson days. And yeah. I think that was one of the things that made the huge difference because, yeah. you know, he could go up to Ranieri and go, oh, hang on, you're doing the he, he's better yeah. at this or whatever. You've still got that link, yeah, yes. to the players. Yeah. And maybe if he is told that this time isn't yet at Bournemouth, but you want mm. him to stay and you're going to pay him this much, whatever, then I think it, that would be it would be good for you, even if it's not as manager. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've got very... I mean, before we... Um... Am I right in thinking that you were linked with Patrick Vieira before he went to Palace? Yeah, Patrick Vieira and uh, Thierry Henry and yeah. John Terry. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if if um, if those names, obviously not Vieira, but the other names don't crop up again. If you've got um, someone who likes a bit of the limelight as a as a as a glory manager, as it were. Yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Those names are bound to. Uh, come out of the hat at some point again. We we tried it with Ericsson, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we did. That was uh, that was that went okay for six months. Yes, yes. Which is probably four months longer than we thought. Mm. But but Matt, you, you we talked about the takeover there. I spoke to Craig last night on on, on your channel and he's very positive uh, about it. Um he, he thinks it could happen tomorrow in which case the the whole club will be buzzing when we turn up on on saturday um from another point of view and i, I did ask craig this american owners uh, are you worried you know we've seen uh, what the glazes have done at united what um uh, the cronkies have done at arsenal what bowie's tried to do at chelsea since he moved in with extra games north and south which and we're in the Midlands, so it doesn't bother us. Uh, are you worried about about the American ownership at all? Um, I think it's something that you've got to um, be cautious of. Um, I think there's something like, isn't it, 58 clubs across Europe now have got American investment? Probably, yeah. yeah. And, you know, the thing is with, with the American, you know, not just the football, but all their sports, they don't tend to quite understand relegation and, and, and promotions. And, you know, we're, we're proud of our football pyramid here. So mm. one thing I do worry about is if they want to try and, and muck about with, you know, mm. getting rid of relegations and stuff like that and doing like what the MLS do, like an all-stars team, you know, like, you know, North versus South. And we're mm. not interested in all that. No. Um, but in terms of investment um, and potentially you know what it can do for the club itself. It's it's a very exciting time, but um, yeah, you have got to be a little bit cautious because is it is it is it twelve clubs now in the Premier with American? Is it twelve or ten or? I'm, I'm, I'm sure, sure there's definitely a few Liverpool as well. Obviously got yeah, so, yeah. I think there's yeah. I think there's um. Yeah, guy at palace as well who's got 12 percent is mm. american you know so they, they are creeping in um 
But I mean, as long as they don't start interfering with with how our game works, because you know we have got the best football pyramid in in the world. So yeah, and and the best best top division in the world. So as long as they and don't interfere with that, I think we've got no problems. And it's nice to have you back. I mean, like I say, I mean, as I've said many times, I, I live in Paul, just outside Bournemouth, and I moved down on the year when it was the minus 17 points and you're collecting money in the oh, yeah. outside <laughs> the pavilion. And the journey that you came on in that time was probably bigger than the journey. I mean, I know we went on to win the Premier League, but that, that journey you came on was massive. And it's a club that has got potential, but at the, it has been, let's be honest with you, you've probably been punching above your, your weight a little bit, but it is so... If it's taken and handled correctly, you could be a nice, well, not little club, but it, you know the, the the potential is there, really, for for Bournemouth just to, to go on and on. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of potential for growth at the club. Um, and that's the word I was looking for. You growth, know, yeah. with some serious investment, um, which is from the sounds of it, which is what Bill Foley wants to do. Um, there's, there's every chance that the infrastructure will improve. Um, obviously, we've got a big training ground on hold at the moment that's said to be state-of-the-art. Um, you know, there's a bit more of a situation with the stadium due to ownership. But, you know, there's, there's hurdles to get over. But there's a lot of lot of potential with the football club to develop it and, and bring it on. And, and, you know, hopefully maybe one day, maybe even win a major trophy. Well, you uh, have you got uh, capacity down at my uh, my grandmother used to live in uh, in Bournemouth um, and I was down there a lot when I was a kid and they were kind of my second club as it were. But have you got the capacity to build where the ground is at the moment, or would you have to look to move? Um, it depends on who you talk to. Um, mm. I mean, we had a former chairman on our channel um, about six weeks or so ago, and. He's actually got plans to redevelop the stadium where it is. Right. Um, if you speak to other people, they say it's got to be relocated on the same site, but where our training ground is mm-hmm. now. And then other people say it's got to, got to be relocated completely. But um, for me, I think it needs to stay stay where it is. It's a spiritual yeah. home. Um, we've mm-hmm. seen it time and time again when clubs move out of the town and, you know, it just sort of falls apart, doesn't it? Yeah. And the you know the heart and soul of it is at King's Park, so mm. you know I'm hoping that the new potential owners will will take that into consideration and mm. and, and hopefully just, develop. Just buy well. that car park off the council, please. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, There's a lot of land there, so um, you know. I've, but I think the stadium's mm. a little little bit of a way off yet because there's uh, obviously ownership of. Um, the stadium isn't isn't Bournemouth, so no. there's a there's a bit of a hurdle to get over there. But uh, positioning wise, it's perfect, straight off the dual carriageway. Straight off the dual carriageway, train station mm. within walking distance, um, pubs located around. So I mean, it's a perfect location for football ground. Mm. Talking of talking of pubs, and a question that is probably the most important question that we are going to be asking you tonight, Matt. And Larry says here, what are the best pre-match pubs for away fans? Away <laughs> fans. I know when I when I went there, was it Mellow or something in, in Boscombe? Um, Next to the Weatherspoons. I mean, I'm going back oh, a few years. Yeah, that's gone. Oh, that's gone, has it? Oh, I think I think it's the Bell, 
um, in Pokestown. As you come out of the train station at Pokestown, there's the Bell Pub there, and I think they welcome home and away fans. But where do away fans drink now? I'm not too sure, to be honest. You'd, you'd get in a Weatherspoons, let's be honest with you, wouldn't you, wherever you go? You yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, just or just, just put a coat on and go in. Yeah, yeah. So... We were talking earlier, Craig, and Craig sort of was saying whether it was going to be Dakar or Vardy. Um, I think you said Dakar, didn't you, Craig? Yeah. yeah. Who would, I mean, if you don't see Vardy in that starting lineup, uh, does, that, are you, does that please you, or is it more worrying that he could be coming on when you're a bit knackered towards the end? Yeah, because he's, uh, he's well known for his pace, isn't he? So, um, mm. um, and his Red Bull and all that, whatever he drinks before the games. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Vardy. I mean, he's. I, I, I think the guy's fantastic. To be honest, um, I know he's getting on a bit now. I mean, how old is he now? Thirty-five. Thirty-five. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, same age as you, Craig. <laughs> yeah, he's got a couple of years on me. Couple of. <laughs> he's probably got a, you know a couple of seasons left in him. Maybe is he? But um, yeah, if you don't see Vardy on the team sheet, that's always a plus. Um, but then again, you've got plenty of other players like Madison, you know, players that are tal- talisman, you know, players like that, that, you know, quality players. So just because Vardy's not on the team, she doesn't mean that we won't uh, have a difficult game. Um, no. But yeah, it'd be, it'd be one uh, one off the uh, team sheet that we wouldn't have to worry about. Um, Craig, I mean, I, I looked at this before, before you came in, but... Mm. Ten times we've played Bournemouth, and we have never beaten them at their ground. Um, and I, I've, I've obviously living locally. I, I, I can't go this weekend because I can't get a ticket. Mm-hmm. But I've been going the last few times when when they were in the Premier League, and we, we've had some horror shows there. We, we, we have. Um, is this the season to change that? Do you think? Um... Well, I would hope so. I mean, I, I can remember there was a going back probably into the 80s, maybe the 90s, when uh, before your time, Matt, because you look far too young. Uh, I think you had a guy called um, uh, Clark who played. Never mind, you cheeky bugger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a guy called Clark. I think it was Clark. And um, we had you twice in consecutive seasons at Leicester on Boxing Day. And we lost one nil on both occasions, and he scored in both games. Um, yeah, so it, uh, Bournemouth games against Bournemouth don't have uh, particularly fond memories for me. I must admit, even going back years and years, uh, I think even uh, we played you in the the season that we won the league. Um, yeah. You were in there, weren't you? And I don't think we beat you. Uh, no, I think in either game. Was was it two draws? I think it was yeah, a draw. we got a, we got a late penalty draw I think when Vardy got a penalty um, yeah. fairly late on at your place and then obviously we had that horror show where we where we turned over from a, a winning position a couple of seasons ago as well hmm. so not the best of times but you would hope by the law of averages we might turn up and play um, half decent at some point 
you, you would. I was I was there when um, we got that late penalty because I was yeah. sat behind the um, the goal at the Bournemouth end in the home fans. I love the fact. I still love the fact that they sent me the tickets, even though my email address was Lester till I die. But hey, you know, <laughs> I, I had got you. You have some big fans down there. Let me just say that. And I didn't. I didn't cheer. And as, as you ran past to celebrate, which was towards the start of the eleven and eleven, I'm just sat there looking totally and utterly miserable. <laughs> but. Uh, but, I mean, again, does that fill you with confidence, Matt? You know, when you look at the fact that you seem to have this sort of dagger over us. Um, yeah, I mean, I was thinking today that there's uh, we've had a you know, good good set of results against Leicester. So, and I think with our current form being unbeaten, I mean, I know you guys had a great win against Forest on Monday night, but I, I'm still pretty confident coming into the weekend. I just remembered it was it was Colin Clark who who that's it, who, Colin Clark. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of Colin Clark. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you 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 managed to uh, to beat uh, Forest as well. Yeah, I think everybody is at the minute, and they <laughs> oh, um, oh just proves that uh, you know getting a big squad together and spending loads of money and you know signing an ex sort of Manchester United reject in Lingard doesn't always uh. No, it doesn't always work for you, does it? And no. um, and I and I had a funny feeling it it wouldn't work because you know it's a, it's a lot of players to gel and and to get the philosophy of the football they play, and um, and it's not working out at the minute, which is uh handy for us anyway. Yes, who would should we who should we be worried about? Well, on recent form, I would say um, Billing. Billing can be a handful. Right. Um, and he does like to surge into the box and make himself a bit of a nuisance. Um, scored in a couple of games this season. So, yeah, he he, he will be one to watch. Um, obviously, Solanke, he's not been, you know, on, on scoring form like he was last season. He's only got the one goal, but um, he's a good all-round footballer. Um, so, yeah, them two... I would say probably uh, Kiefer Moore um, for me would be more of an impact player. Mm. So if he comes off the bench, then uh, he can be a handful. Um, so yeah, there's a few few of our players. Uh, no, 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 Lewis Cook though. We had him on Monday night. Lewis Cook. Is it Lewis Cook? Steve Lewis. Cook. Steve Cook. Oh, Steve Cook. Yeah, yeah. fantastic yeah. player. Would never have let Steve Cook go, but. Um, mm. That's, that was Mr. Parker. For how's you. um how's David Brooks doing? Uh yeah, he's um back in training. Um, but they're managing um his his rehabilitation um back into the game. Mm. Um obviously he's he's over the cancer now, thankfully. Yeah. Um and he's had all his treatment, but um they're not rushing him back. Um, I remember seeing him a, a few years ago when he was at, still at Sheffield United and we had them at the King Power, uh, I think it was a League Cup game or something. We played Sheffield United in, and he came off the bench and he, he looked fantastic. You know, pretty lightweight, and I don't think that's really changed. But he looked fantastic. And I was talking to some Sheffield United fans on the way back, uh, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind him at our club." And they were like, "Oh, you couldn't afford him." Uh, <laughs> and I think, uh, you know, I think you, you you paid a fair bit for him, but he, he looked like a player who was going to go all the way to the top. <laughs> Uh, for me, and then um, 
and then obviously he had this this terrible illness. But you know, I, I really do hope that he gets back to to somewhere near his best form. Yeah, I do as well because I, I firmly believe once he's fully fit and raring to go again, he's going to be like a new signing for us. Yeah. So, um, and he is—he's a classic. He's a class mm. player. And the thing is, the sad thing is, it looks like he's going to miss out on the World Cup, which is you know, a real shame, really, because he is a class player and you know his talents yeah. deserve a place in that squad. But um, we've got one of them. Robbed of him. <laughs> who's, who's that then? Madison. Madison, yeah. That's a player who looks like he's going to miss out on a World Cup. There yeah. For very different reasons. Uh, <laughs> sadly, David Brooks is ill. Sadly, yeah. we've got an idiot for an England manager. But there yeah, you go. he likes to take right backs, five right backs, eh? But... <laughs> yeah, he's going, we're going to get a Southgate uh, <laughs> going uh, again here. Um, at least if he doesn't go, he won't get injured. That's the way I look at it. You know what? The sad <laughs> thing is, though, the sad thing is... That he's such a fantastic player, as you say. Twelve defenders that Gareth takes. He's twenty-five now. He'll be twenty-nine by the time the next World Cup comes around. It, 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 you know, he's got two World Cups in him, and he's going to miss out on one because there's an idiot in charge. That's a fair point. Is, is, fair. is he an idiot just because of James Madison? I, oh, I think there's, I think there's plenty of reasons that he's an idiot. Though, but that's for another show. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. I'm just looking for something to show you, actually, because uh, uh, just while we are on this um, uh, particular topic, and you do know I'm 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 not necessarily a, a huge fan of Southgate's, but I don't mind him. Uh, I just want to show you this this information that was on the BBC uh, website earlier. Um, oh, it worked first time. Um, since the start of last season, James Madison has been directly involved in 26 Premier League goals, 17 goals, nine assists, the second most of any English player in that time, uh, Harry Kane on 34, um, overlooked. Uh, mm. I think that sums it up, doesn't it? It does. I saw an interesting one tonight. I haven't checked whether it's uh, is true or not, but someone posted something about um, that he's now played 150 games for Leicester, the same as Mares, yes. Um, but he scored yes. two more goals, and he's only four behind in assists. Yes. And Mares is looked on as as one of our best ever players. And I think sometimes we we underestimate uh, Madison. Um, do do. I don't know if if I told you this at all, but the the, the on Tuesday morning, um, I I hadn't slept well because I'd been celebrating and watching Sky Sport News all night and watching the game again over and over again. And again, and again. So I was up. Myself, so I was up. I was actually up for Sky Sports breakfast, and they were talking about Madison and should he be in the England team. And they said, you know, send us a tweet and attach the thing. And and I thought, oh, sorry, I, I'll do it. And I put, you know, there's no, there's no, not one person in the country now who could deny that James Madison should be in the England team. Dot dot dot. Well, one, but of course that's Southgate. Anyway, they read it out. And one of the presenters said, aha, but would you be saying that if you'd gone to Newcastle? And I'd, <laughs> I'd type back to him, even more so, because it wouldn't have mattered if he got injured then. <laughs> they didn't read the second one out, unfortunately. But uh, but look, here's the table. Um, you've got to be happy with that. Matt, as things stand at the moment? Um, yeah, obviously, with playing, um, you know, the likes of Arsenal, Liverpool and City amongst that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm quite happy with that. 
I mean, you, you're interesting to see that you you did concede. I'm sorry to keep bringing it up, but you did concede nine in the one game, but you still conceded less than Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Did I say that out loud, Craig? Sorry. I'm just... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. That nine. That nine goal uh, defeat is something that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd rather not be reminded about. <laughs> the interesting but, thing is, yeah. and we, we have said this, Craig, but for Leicester, and no disrespect to those teams, because they will probably be thinking exactly the same against Leicester. We still, let's face it, only got four points, mm. but we've got Bournemouth. We've then got Leeds, who are just slightly off that that chart there, higher up. And we've then got Palace and we've got Wolves. They are the teams around us. And these are the games, and say no disrespect to them at all, but these are the games that we should be winning. Mm -hmm. And it will mean we're never going to, you know, we know that, you know, when we take a trip up to Manchester and go to the Etihad, Mm -hmm. we know that it's going to be able to be four or five that, that, Harlan scores on his own, you know. But these are the games, and with them being around us as well, that can make so much difference. Uh, definitely. I mean, we're coming into a period now where it's 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 almost the make or break. It's that run into the World Cup with all these games. We could be sitting at home watching the World Cup for three or four weeks, either being comfortably in mid-table or hanging around that bottom three. And I, and, and I know where I'd rather be, to be honest. <laughs> So I think it's um, it's a really important period that we're coming into now, and hopefully they can be galvanised on the back of that four mm. 0 Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so score predictions. Uh, we get we one 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 win, one win here, Matt, and we are getting cocky down uh, <laughs> Leicester way. Uh, these are the predictions that uh, myself, Craig, Brad, and and the X Foxes. Have gone for. Uh, Brad's gone for a 2 0. Uh, I've gone for 3 0. Craig, you went for a 2 1. Yeah. Uh, Steve Linitz went 2 0. Ian Marsh has gone 2 1. Jerry Taggart 2 0. Steve Walsh 2 1. Ian Wilson 2 1. So not one there is going to give you anything, uh, Matt. I'm sure you think it's going to be a different scoreline altogether, though. Uh, yeah, um, I was thinking about this earlier, and I'm going to go with two nil Bournemouth. Two nil, wow. Um, okay. I'm thinking just because of the run we've had, um, the impact Gary O'Neill has had. I mean, obviously, no disrespect to you guys, but you know your season hasn't been great, and our previous form against you guys as well has always been been pretty yeah. good. So I'm I'm feeling confident. Would you be surprised if it was that score, Craig? Because everybody's just going to start getting on Brendan's back again, aren't they? Yeah, I think I think there's only uh, I think is, is there only four teams who have scored less goals, uh, scored more goals than us this season, mm. and I, I think we've we've done pretty well going forward. So I'd be surprised. I'd be more surprised if we didn't score than I would be if we got beat. Let's put it that way. Yes, yeah. Uh, AFCB Fan TV's gone three-one to Bournemouth. Like you say, yeah, I would. I, beating us, I could, I could, I could see that happening. Um, the reason we're having, but I think the fact that um, I think I think we'll get a a goal in some description. And just so that Craig doesn't get too carried away, here's the table um, for <laughs> ex-players. And uh, yeah, we're not doing so well this season. Um, 
couple of them on one. I'm only on two myself. And can I say, I did not put myself on top of the two points there so that I sit in third. That mm. is purely the, the chart that I use. To, to be honest, I, I'm I'm doing so badly that Rafa Benitez is being linked with my position in this table. <laughs> could be worse. It could be Steve Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, uh, but no, but uh, as they say... Um, it's it's you you need to win it, Matt, to consolidate. You know, mid table. Uh, I don't know what's your run of games like coming up. Oh God, now you tested me. Um, I know oh, sorry, no, I just I didn't know if you knew. I know off, we've off got um, we've got Saints coming up. Um, we've got oh God, Saints so coming I'll... up. As it happens, I am on I am on your website here. So uh, you got Fulham Let's next. Stand. So you've got Southampton, West Ham, and then Spurs. Ooh. Yes, uh, again, no. a bit like us. You've got yes, games it's that not are a bad run of games up to the World Cup, really. Yeah, and, and obviously mm. we need to, you know, get as many points as possible before that break because, mm. uh, you know, it's, it's going to be weird having a break at that point in the season when mm. normally come, you know, Christmas, you know, if you're in the bottom three, you normally are the ones that, you know, will normally be there. Well, definitely, if you're bottom of the league, you're normally the one that'd be there at the end of the season. So, you know, we all, you know, like you, you know, you guys, you know, we all want to pull away from it and be as far away from it as possible. So, those games are going to be very, very crucial for Bournemouth. And you've also got Leeds and Bournemouth are your two November games, uh, very yes. similar to ours because we've got West Ham in there as well. You know, you've got Tottenham, we've got Man City, they're probably the two games. So, you know, very, very similar um, outlook. Um, I, I would wish you all the best, but of course, I, I wouldn't mean it at all. Um, but, uh, and talking of the World Cup, of course, don't forget the Germans at the World Cup. And in the week leading up to the World Cup, do not forget, talking of the Germans, we're going to have Stan Boardman on. Uh, good old good old Stan and his, um, his German aeroplane. So I'm sure that will be... Uh, that's been that is a pre-record, so that I can edit it, just in <laughs> case I think I might need to. Uh Matt, thank you so much for coming on, and as I say, especially because I say you were you were out all night, uh, as you said, trying to play football. I'm sure you weren't <laughs> that bad. Uh, but just again, just give another shout out. There is a link in the description below on YouTube, but just give another shout out as to um, where people can uh, can follow you. Yeah, no worries. Um, so the channel's called Up the Cherries in All Departments. Uh, we're on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even that dreaded TikTok. Yes. Well, 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 we have kids for that, though. That's why. That's what it is. I know they say that like, you become your dad when you sort of start to ask your kids to to put music together for you, and even more so, it's like, how do you load a video up onto TikTok? <laughs> but hey, after 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 tomorrow, all the best. After after tomorrow, after Saturday, all the best for the rest of the season. Yeah. Like I said, love to see you stay up, mate, and uh, hopefully I'll get a ticket next year. So all yeah. the best. Yeah, and to you guys as well, apart from Saturday. Cheerio. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Can we do it, Craig? We can, can't we? Yeah, yeah, of course we can. We've we've turned the corner. Let's be positive. I was positive yes. uh, about the Forest game uh, when a lot of other people <coughs> Chris, um, weren't, so, weren't so positive. So, um, But you wouldn't have been surprised, would you? Let's, that's the thing. Let's uh, let's just hope that we can continue it. I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can. Have a absolute lovely weekend. Cheers, mate. You too. 
And uh, I will see you next week. Indeed. All the best to your family. Take right, care. Cheers, mate. You too. Cheers. Thanks, All everyone. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks to Craig there, my wise old owl. Um, oh, and um, is this Craig has just come in? Four to the lads. Well done, Matt. Not too many pair Peronis uh, for my 21st next week. <laughs> Change my prediction. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> um, you can never have too many Peronis. Right. Thanks very much. I'm going to be back um, tomorrow at nine o'clock for question time. Look forward to it then. Uh, yep, yeah, no problem, Craig. All the best, mate. Um, I will get you back. I'll see you back here at nine o'clock tomorrow night for question time. Remember, that is your show. I ask the first question, and then after that, the topic will go wherever the questions, as long as they're legal and clean, take us in the chat. So join us for that. Um, we are looking for somebody to one other person to come in um i hope we don't i hope we don't as well uh actually if, if you're still in if that is craig um watch along do you know any any bournemouth fan that isn't going to the game um that would be interested in coming on and doing a watch along with me let me know mate let me know gray is off thanks very much gray thanks to everybody who's been in the chat thanks to matt for coming on uh link is below the great great channel um they do they do a lot of sort of general football stuff as well always a pleasure to have them on um not so good at quizzes but that's another matter <laughs> i'll be back at nine o'clock join us then for the question time thanks to everybody that's been watching if you've been listening thank you for lending me your ears you can have them back now and i'll see you tomorrow night at nine o'clock good night now thanks for watching lester till i die this is chris saying goodbye and see you next time Lester Till I Die TV. They think it's all over. It is now. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.